This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goal. Messi takes everybody on. Messi has got it! From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele, our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. 2-0, and he's... What a World Cup for Megan Rapinoe! From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair... Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall, the teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars, and that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal, soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. everybody to the orange and brown report this is the friday july 3rd edition we are going to before we get started talk again about sponsors here with blue wire that would be betonline.ag make sure you're going there using the promo code blue wire getting that welcome bonus still available i've been saying it you hear it every day go there take advantage of it sports are starting more are going to get started whether we want them to or not it's here in columbus where i'm located yeah, finally, everybody has to wear a mask. And it's just going swimmingly. If you lose yourself in Facebook comments, you just see the real great side of people, you know, all coming together and bonding over this issue. I'm obviously being sarcastic, and I've gone off on a different tangent to start this podcast. But I will say that uh, hopefully you can take advantage of the uh, opportunities at betonline.ag as we get sports back. And everybody's excited about it, and it's going to go swimmingly. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE. Get that uh, welcome bonus. Maybe make some money. You're sitting at home on the couch. Make some money. Do it. Take advantage. Stephen Thomas in the house. Browns Daily Mock. How are you, my friend? Uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm actually, I'm wondering if uh, yesterday, uh, July 2nd, being the 40th anniversary of the re- release of the movie Airplane, is why you wanted me to come on today. I'm, I'm curious if there's, there's some sort of connection there, whether it's subliminal or not. It's, it's mostly subliminal, but I will attribute my uh, randomness at the start of this as sort of an ode to uh, a fantastic movie. God, I saw that when I was young, and man, did I not understand it. <laughs> I just did, I did not get any of it, and I saw it like three years ago, and I was like, this was, this. I could see this for the time just being, it still holds up so well, like humor-wise, so it's like, it's uh, it's fantastic. Is that, is that your favorite? yeah. Um, well, it was it was an early influence. The Zucker brothers were a huge influence on me. But I, we, we went through this uh, when we showed it to my daughter and my, my wife and I didn't realize it until afterwards. If you didn't live through the era before that of the airline disaster movies, airport, airport 75, all that kind of stuff, you didn't really understand what it was parodying. So some of the gags stand up, you know, no matter what. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I mean, that, you know, th- that's timeless. But the overall arching uh, point of the film, I, it just didn't hit me until I watched my daughter not understand it. If you hadn't seen what it was parodying, it wasn't going to reach you the way it reached those of us 
you know, who, who lived through it. Same for the Naked Gun. I mean, that was basically a parody of, you know, uh, uh, all the, the P.I. shows and the cop shows of the 60s and 70s and Dirty Harry and all that kind of stuff. So if you never saw those, you didn't live through the era and you don't remember the emotions of the time, it's just going to hit you different. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I watched it again last night just because it was the 40th anniversary and I just, just giggled, just giggled. There's so many jokes in there you couldn't do anymore. Uh, oh, God, I honestly, yeah. I, I still wonder, um, I still wonder who, uh, who won the Girl Scout fight in the, in the bar in Vietnam. <laughs> they, they never told us who won that. I wonder if they're still fighting. I wonder, I they, they, they might be, they might be. No, it, it was great. And I remember my parents just loved it. And I was like. I, I, I was young at the time, obviously, and I just didn't didn't totally understand it. But you know, you're right. You had to live through it. It's like it's like for me and my generation, probably like super bad. That 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 was probably when I was going through right. school, like the penultimate of of mocking some other movies, but also just mocking kids that are in school and the way they act. And it was just great. So right. we're we're five well close to five minutes in and. We're talking about movies, which tells you where we're at with football. Look, they canceled. This is what happens when you have me on. I know, man. Well, it's it's a it's a byproduct. <laughs> I've done. I'm doing so many of these; they all run together. If anyone's even listening, I'm not sure. We not nobody might. There might not be a single soul listening to this podcast. Well, we'll figure that out <laughs> later when we check the results. But but uh, you know what's interesting to me is they canceled two things already, right? They canceled the supplemental draft. They canceled the Hall of Fame game. Now they're canceling two preseason games. I mean. I'm sure if we go back and check the archive from you and I's conversations over the past month or so, we probably felt differently a month ago. I mean, I guess where are you sitting today? Like, what, what do you think this is going to happen? I asked Sobo this yesterday, and he kind of gave me his opinion, so I'm looking for your opinion. Do you think this thing happens, or, or, or what's your take? It's so hard to say right now. I mean, in addition to the stuff you mentioned, the two weeks of the preseason are canceled. They're talking about... 75-man rosters instead of 90 and bringing the the rookies and the UDFAs in a week beforehand for like a sort of, you know, pseudo tryout mini camp, whatever you want to call it, so that they can cut people. And it's just, I don't know. I You know, I, you sort of alluded to it at the top of the pod, the way people are acting uh, across the country, just so unbelievably brazen uh, and selfish. Every day it sort of seems to get if not less likely, at least more up in the air, um, because who knows? Anybody that tells you what it's going to look like a month from now, two months from now, is lying to you, lying to themselves, or both. Uh, it, it's If it continues to surge the way it is now, it's hard to see a sport like football where, I mean, they literally bleed on each other, mm -hmm. in addition to coughing and breathing and everything else. It's hard to see it going. I, I there's some I, I go back and forth and I have these these swings of my uh, confidence and not confidence. I, and there's sometimes I feel like, you know, you and I and, and, you know, people like us who are talking about the season and roster cuts and even looking as far ahead as the draft and everything. I, I feel like we're kind of like the Titanic band. You know, we're just trying to play like everything's normal <laughs> while everything's exploding around us. And yeah. it's just, and then, you know, an hour later, I feel different. So I don't know. I, I, I think. At this point, I, I'm clinging to it as a as a lifeline because you imagine how testy and, and edgy everyone's been the last few months. If baseball doesn't happen, NBA doesn't happen, and NFL doesn't happen, imagine what it's going to be like by October or November. I mean, it, it's it's going to be I, indescribable. It's going to be bad. So there's ways that I I really 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 hope it does. But you know whether people want to believe it or not, it is dangerous to send these kids 
uh, in college football and these guys in the NFL out there. It, I don't care what you say. It's dangerous, so they got to figure it out. Yeah, I keep going back to J.C. Treader's comments about this is the game that's built to transfer this disease, and you referenced it a minute ago. It's, it's just it's very accurate. And I think what it boils down to, said it last night, I'll say it again today, is if the NBA and MLB have their seasons and it goes with minimal hiccups, they'll, they'll, they'll right. go out there and do it. I think they'll, they'll feel forced to. They'll feel forced to do it, um, and and not that they don't. I even could see there's a there's a world in which those two sports don't play, and then the NFL says, "Screw it, we're going to play. We're going to find a way." Like they could be so stubborn about this, and the pressure could right. be coming from above them that they're just going to play. But I do think that if if the if the NBA in their bubble situation, even though it's in the heart of one of the states that's blowing up with difficulty. Um, in Florida, it is still sort of managed. And the idea is we can manage these guys in the situation. And if their situation fails, then how are we going to justify teams traveling? And then it's like, okay, baseball is the ultimate social distancing sport. You're not going to find one better built for other than golf. You're not going to find one like it's, it's the team sport combination right. deal here. It's the best of the best in the terms of the situation. So it's like if that fails too, how can you, with the optics that are there and the touching on every single play, how can you justify it? That that will be really strange to me. So I don't know. I don't know where it goes. I, I feel I yeah, feel like I thirty seventy. Like thirty seventy it at, happens. At least if you want to look for you know, from just a, a strategic planning standpoint, they'll have NBA and, and MLB in front of them. And so if they're paying attention and if the egos and the testosterone doesn't get in the way, which is always a concern with sports, especially football, they can learn from the mistakes. And the things they do right, they can say, okay, this part worked, this part didn't. So how can we change that part that didn't work? You know, they can watch baseball and basketball and and learn from it, and hopefully. But like you said, and like JC said, and and I said earlier, it's it's totally different. I mean, it's not just coughing on each other. It's not just rubbing up against each other. They literally bleed on each and spit and and everything. It's impossible to play football without transferring stuff you just it you can't do it unless you go to flag football and even then you're going to transfer stuff so i don't know i don't know it's going to be interesting um i hope so for everybody's sanity i really hope they find a way to do it and i hope i i too have concerns about like you know the ramifications long term on journalism and our site even if we're if we're being honest like <clears throat> people are burnt out on I'm burnt out on it like Baker Mayfield was just getting written about today by ESPN which is like they could have warned us <clears throat> that this was coming but but uh you know it's just like it, we keep talking about the same things and I can't if I have to read another how you fix Baker Mayfield article I'm just right. going to pull my hair out like I'm just sick of reading it I'm sick of writing about it so it's like I know if I'm sick of writing about it, people are not going to be reading it. It's just like we need fresh things, and it's like if we don't get it, is it's tough. It's tough to generate revenue for us. It's tough to generate revenue for even bigger media outlets. I mean, I don't know how long ESPN can hold on shuffling. I I just don't know that their their ratings are taking it. This is we're out in the field, but like it's it's that's the fine line that's being walked here is like health safety, and then some of the major things that we've grown accustomed to and generate high volumes of revenue are not there and it's like you know those things that we like have conveniences that we've expected forever uh that are always just a part of our life like even no matter how crazy your personal life gets there's always football on you know there's always baseball on right well it's not there so it's strange man and 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 really i when we prep for this pod i wanted to do and kind of i guess we can shift there now is like there's a lot of negative there's a lot of it seems like if you're looking at a, a graph it's going down the slope big time 
you know, if you're going, um, you know, looking at the trending of whether they're going to play or not. So I just kind of want to do it from if they play. Like, if we could be as positive as right. we can be. Like, what things, like, if, I don't know, maybe you can rank your top three or whatever. You can take the mic. Like, what are you most excited about with this group this year? Like, what storylines, things are you most <clears throat> anticipating, excited to see heading into uh, 2020? Well, to be honest, I, I can sum it up in one. I'm, I'm excited to watch this team, this collection of players, and, uh, you know, sorry, trigger warning here, Jake, Baker Mayfield, with competent coaching. Um, that is what I'm most excited about because you look at last year, and last year widely looked at as an absolute, you know, nuclear-level disaster cluster bomb. And in a lot of ways it was. But they won six games, and they easily could have won at least three more. I mean, you look at the Rams game, the Seahawks game, and the Broncos game, could have, maybe should have, won all three of those, okay? And this was with, as we now know, because of the stories that have come out since uh, the last coaching staff was let go and the uh, front office changes and everything, with absolute mayhem going on in the locker room. I mean, no cohesion, nothing, no competency, no backups, no uh, support system, nothing. So the fact that they won six games and easily could have won at least three more with all of that going on, in my mind, that speaks to the level of talent that was there, and they have only added to it and fortified it in in the offseason since then. Like you've done the breakdowns, look at the first drives of every game versus the rest of the game. The talent was there. I mean, there were holes on offense, there were holes you know, on the offensive line, there were holes on defense, and they're, they're not completely you know, fortified. There are still holes here and there this year. I'm not saying they're not. But even with all that, you're looking at what I thought talent-wise was a nine or ten win team, and they've added talent at critical spots uh, since then. So when you imagine that kind of talent that not only is getting competent coaching, they were humbled. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you know, by all appearances, learned a lot mentally and is really putting in the time and putting in the effort. Um, that he admittedly by his own admission was not doing last year. You put that in there. You've got your number one and number two wide receiver who were hurt all last year. We found out now supposedly going to be entering the season fully healthy. And when they are healthy, they are a formidable duo. Uh, you got David Njoku coming back. He was really, he had a great year two years ago and looked pretty good early on before he, he broke his wrist. Um, you've added for the first time since I was your age, depth on the defensive line. Um, they've, they've signed players and drafted players in the defensive backfield. And even at the linebacker position, which is the biggest question mark that everybody keeps talking about, you've got guys who are at least competent, at minimum competent there. We are looking now for depth and guys who are going to step up and take it to the next level. Now, you take all of that and you throw on top of it a front office that is uh, unified in their vision and from all accounts, a coaching staff with a system that fits perfectly with what we have going on there. And again, they have to go out and do it on the field, but everything Stefanski and his guys have done since they, they walked into Berea has been looking good and, and going in the right direction. That's what I'm most excited about. I'm most excited about this collection of talent being given the opportunity to do what they do best and put in a position to win week after week after week. 
We have not seen that since the Bernie Kosar era, uh, with the exception of the one Belichick season where they went to the playoffs. We haven't seen it at all since the return. I am thrilled with that going on. And of course, I know you don't want to go there. It all lies on Six's shoulders. But when you ask me what I'm most excited about, that's it right there in a nutshell. All of it working in the same direction with one engine behind it. Yeah, Tim wins is like the thing. You, you, the, the team is talented enough to get there, and we, we know they can at least they can do it. It's just a matter of finding all of the external things that fit, and they did. They found it offensively with the right system. I, I'll say this. If this system doesn't work for them at the end of the year, and I know that Kevin is still relatively new running it, but if, the, if it doesn't work, I'm just going to kind of be scratching my head because then I'll just I'll, right. I'll just be like, I don't know what will here. If this doesn't, it's tailor-made with the tight ends, the tackles, the movement skills, the interior guys who can really move. They have effectively ran the, the, the outside zone, wide zone scheme last year, even in different variational forms. Like Nick Chubb was really good in it. Kareem Hunt's got a full year under his belt to play football this year. Like I just... The wide receivers are built. I, I I don't know. And and Baker's play action stats in terms of his rollout ability, accuracy, all that stuff. I, I'll be back to like square one. I, I'll just kind of be like, what? what yep. It'll never click. I just it'll just be like the ultimate doomsday. And it's if they can get to me, it's if they can get competent defensive play, they can figure out linebacker, get them to play average, and even if they're below average, can be good enough on the back end and front end to be a respectable defense. Um, they should be good. Right. You know, all those storylines there are, are spot on from you. Competency from the top down, a unified vision, finally, it feels like, from the top down. And, um, that I, yeah, I, can't, I couldn't put it any better myself. So, I, I listen, I hope. There's, there, there's reasons to feel like this is where it was supposed to go all along. Maybe they hired Kevin a year late. Maybe they hired him right on time. I don't know. Maybe he needed that. He probably did need that year to call plays and feel comfortable doing that and all of it, but it uh, to me, it's it's all there for the taking, and you and you have even with like coming off as a fan or a supporter or a writer uh, covers this team, the high of last year where everybody thought like this is it. Will you see that the the fool's gold that was there kind of collectively from the coaching staff and many other things, and a guy couldn't unify a coaching staff and then couldn't get it to pass the players. I just will be very surprised if they can't get those things moving in the right direction this year and uh, just be a little more competent. And that I mean, that's all it is, is you know, because if they win Seattle, like you said, or they win Denver, they're, they're not going to go into week 17, not caring. And they're going to beat Cincinnati when it matters. It matters. Right. It's like there's three games, three or four games. Can you swing those games this year? And I, it's a lot of moving parts going on with who will be able to play and whatnot, but um that would suck if, if they have everything in place, which we think they do, and they're not able to play. So we're pretending that they do, and that's what we're excited about. So take that it's positivity into your Friday um, and your holiday weekend, everybody, and have a great 4th of July. Steve, thanks for joining me, man. Thanks for having me, brother. Go Browns. That's right. Go Browns. And, and listen, guys, have a, like I said, have a great 4th. Have a great holiday. Decompress. Step away from the computer. Step away from the phone for a while. But stay safe. Keep your distance. Do all of those important things to keep everybody around you and yourself healthy. We appreciate you joining us this week. We'll catch you on Monday. Go Browns.